I don't know. I'm recording. I don't know if this is the show. Uh, um, I didn't start recording until meow, so now no, we're it's, recording. It's good. What's what's the term that now we're Social all in? distancing. No, no, we're past that now. We've passed go. Lockdown. Yeah, uh, lockdown is is a, a slang um, term for what it actually is, which is um, isolation. Uh, uh, close, close. Quarantine. Was, nope, nope, nope. We're not there yet. That's that's the next step. We're in um, stay home, <laughs> stay stay home mode, but it's called legally something. What is it? Not hunker down at home. It's like, ah, ah, it's slipping my mind, and it's terrible, terrible. I'm thinking right now. Order of, oh, uh, shoot. I mean, it's not like we just received. Shelter at home? No, shelter. shelter at home. Shelter yes. at home. Shelter yes. at home? That's not right. Something like that. Home shelter. Yeah. <laughs> She's a shed. Shed, she, shed. <laughs> she, shed. No. <laughs> That's Hi, Justin. The closest how are thing. you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm, um, I'm sheltering at home. I'm, I'm at home. Taking I'm advantage of... Um, being healthy, safe, um, not having to deal with people, and having a reason not to go outside and deal with people, right? I mean... I mean, it's terrible what's happening, and the world is falling oh, apart, for sure. and yet I'm enjoying staying at home. Because so, you're like, this is this is like my life, and yeah. now people are doing it yeah. and realizing how cool it is, kind of. Asterix. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, I, I, I try to avoid talking about this stuff on the show just because i don't want to I yeah feel like we're gonna we should avoid yeah it. we're gonna take somebody off because there's a lot of um destruction happening because of this thing well yeah it's this, more or less just virus. because it's we're not here to talk about depressing stuff we're here no. to talk about stuff that we enjoy that's, that's why right. we're here that is right so let's <sighs> talk about video games because you know what people who are having trouble with this are just not playing enough video games <laughs> clearly <laughs> All that, all those talks about how video games cause violence. Yeah, no. This is where you can you go and play endless hours of a game that yes. just came out, specifically uh, Animal Crossing, and just you know wash your worries away with Tom Nook. I mean, it's such a calming game. I'm sure people would uh, love to play that game. So. Yeah. I see your Animal Crossing, and I raise you Stardew Valley. I mean. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you go down there and you can kill some slimes with a sword, but that's not really the game. You're planting stuff and trying to hook up with people and... Pulling turnips, you know. Pulling those turnips. God, that game is so good. Uh, it is such a, uh, a calming thing, and I think that's probably why I've been playing it so much. I just It's just something that's like, screw this. I just want to be a farmer. <laughs> and I have to deal with like buying land or dealing with, you know subsidies and all that fun stuff yeah yeah um so i feel like i have been under a rock mainly because i've been hunkered down and literally i don't know where the days have gone the last week but i didn't see anything come i didn't actually like read details on the ps5 and xbox uh recent like releases of the actual specs and hands-on reviews for like the xbox specifically but also the ps5 so did you see any of this? Because I don't want to avoid as much news as possible, but, I mean, this is pretty big. Well, we don't need to avoid news. We just, you know, don't want it to become the show. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. We don't want it to be the Semantics, show. right? Um, I watched partially the announcement of the PlayStation 5. The, not the announcement. I, I apologize. The uh, specs discussion that whatever his name mark cern or whatever um mm. stood up in front of people and put a bunch of people to sleep um which yeah it looked like it was really what he was there to do and not put people to sleep but like talk about the specs that he did in the way that he did it's just that you know playstation fans are so rabid for details that they i think were disappointed because not you mentioned hands-on at no point was there hands-on or showing of what it was capable of or any graphics or there was no you didn't see the box we don't even know what it looks like still it's just we know it's a playstation 5 and we know they're doing a lot of cool stuff with it um i think that was the wrong move on sony's part i, I did watch part of it well i watched it in the background is what i should say um and i think they misstepped here because 
whatever their number is for the teraflops is lower than the xboxes so now you've got a bunch of xbox fans saying that the xbox is going to be better and it's like no that's not this is the apple versus pc problem and and i'm not trying to pour you know salt in a wound but the specs are only as good as you make them so yeah you can have all kinds of extra power under the hood which by the way i think it was like five teraflops more or less it was not a big number um but it's how you use them and go about them and what's interesting to me even though sony's weird presentation yeah (laughs) wasn't good (laughs) from it looks so weird yeah from like like a like a a, see it standpoint it was not good but what i liked about it was how much they talked about the features and revolutions they were trying to balance against like evolution they kept bringing that forward basically they're trying to balance new stuff against you know going forward with an easy platform for developers to um, build against and that was not the message i got from the xbox stuff that we've seen the xbox stuff is just trying to push the edge and it's going to be amazing and and sony while it was a terrible presentation in a lot of ways was talking about how they're trying to make sound more immersive, even if you just have a TV, and how they're trying to make the graphics more immersive, and right. just a lot of really interesting R&D type stuff. It's just, we didn't get to see anything, so will it pay off? That's the big question. Yeah, and for me, uh, looking back and forth, I did see that there's a YouTuber, Austin, um, who had hands out with the Xbox Series X, um, and he also asked questions about like what's the name of this Xbox, yada yada. But to me, they were showing side by side gameplay right away. And then when I saw the you know, the the uh, the really small clips of the PS5 announcement, or at least details of the PS5, they didn't show anything that like to me really tried to one up Xbox or at least combat that they were just like here let me tell you a story about the ps5 and here is this classroom style yeah. monitor you roll in on a cart and you're gonna watch it <laughs> with people it was just it was like it, the, it was like an announcement i don't know it was like the president standing up and talking about i don't know the coronavirus <laughs> yeah exactly it's it was painful um, I, what I do like is seeing AMD continue to kick Intel's butt, um, and getting their way into, um, console gaming. And they've done that forever, but, uh, it's just nice to see that AMD continues to push that and uh, p- provide pretty kick, kick butt, uh, processors just in general for this generation coming. So, I mean, eight cores on a, a console gaming device, that's pretty awesome. I mean, there's... We're, there's computers that still aren't at eight cores at 3.5 gigahertz that are, you know, four gig, four cores. I mean, Apple still sells dual core processors in um, some of their laptops. So I think that's pretty cool. Standard 16 gigs. All these things are fancy words for a bunch of enthusiasts, but they will bode well for it. And I think honestly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Either one of these are going to be amazing to play. Like totally, totally. It's not even worth the debate. It's more like what games are you more uh, attuned to play? Uh, PS4 has this, Xbox has this, and that might change. You know, in the next five years, it's whatever you want. Pick your poison or buy both if you're willing to drop. I'm assuming these are going to be possibly above five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I feel like they're both positioning themselves to be more than that yeah, in terms of so cost, which above is disappointing. 500. Yeah, it's disappointing, but at this point, I mean, you're getting what you asked for. You're getting a, mo- I don't want to call it mobile PC, but you're getting a, a couch multimedia station, basically. So you're getting um, an appliance in a lot of ways. Like, you right. buy it and you turn it on. And yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to have to patch it, but like... It's not the PC you got to build, you know, and, right. and you're still getting all that power. Yeah. Um, the Xbox I mean, is, is incredibly impressive with its specifications. And so, yeah. um, again, it's just going to be interesting to see how they both handle this generation and what games they bring forward. We've seen so many games in the past two generations, especially, that are cross-platforms so much so that, like, 
the number of exclusives on both platforms isn't mind-boggling as it used to be. So it will be interesting because it's really going to come down to what hardware do you want to buy or do you want to buy hardware? Yeah. And Xbox is positioning itself in a lot of ways where Sony doesn't seem to be. Like, for instance, if you don't want to buy hardware, you can just use your Windows PC. (laughs) Yeah. And you can play those games. (laughs) Most of them. Exactly. So it's, I don't know, it will be an interesting um, back and forth. Personally, I... I'm leaning into the PlayStation 5, but mostly that's because I love the exclusives that they've had on PlayStation 4. And as we keep pointing out, probably to uh, the nauseam of the rest of the people that listen to this. Yes. I like Final Fantasy. So usually what? that uh, comes yeah. out first on PlayStation. So, yeah. Or at least it's at least a, it is specifically a semi-exclusive <laughs> now yeah. that Sometimes. we have that. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Sometimes, um, yeah, I I've been just so busy. I just wasn't able to see the that uh, the full um, reveal, uh, and I th- I find it very odd. It just feels different this year, or I guess this generation of releasing these specs so early. I don't remember it being like this before. I don't remember it being so. I don't know. It's like. They're very strategic, both Microsoft and Sony are being very, very strategic on when they're releasing it and how they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and, but I honestly think Xbox has been, in my opinion, doing the better job oh, yeah. of uh, publicizing it and making it up front and, yeah, pushing it to its limits. Uh, I don't know if I'll purchase one off the bat. I obviously, you, I don't imagine you'll be buying on launch day, right? No, I don't think so. I think for me, I'll wait a little bit. I I just would like to have more games to play. Yeah, on it. Um, and uh, I might at this time actually buy a PS4 <laughs> so I could just play PlayStation games <laughs> for some dirt cheap price from a refurbished PS4 Pro or something like that. Well, that's um, the thing about the five is that it's supposed to be backwards compatible. Like right. they are hammering in that home i mean they've done that before the playstation 4 was ultimately supposed to be backwards compatible and uh it just isn't so i think my options might be that instead of buying an xbox that i buy uh, the ps5 and then put money into like a, a gaming pc that i eventually will end up playing um but i don't know that's I've been playing the Switch so much. I already told Aaron the the moment they release a new Switch Pro or the upgraded Pro hardware or something where there's upgraded Switch hardware, that's I'm I'm getting it. Like I'm I love this thing too much. Um and definitely will jump on the bandwagon when it comes out if and when it comes out. So Nice. Um yeah, but that's that. I just wanted to quickly talk about that uh before. Yeah, I want to step back a moment and just say to your point about the Xbox, I do agree they've done a better job. And yeah. I really think part of that is because they're more ready. I think that the PlayStation isn't ready at all. And yeah, I was really hoping that this next announcement would have been more... You, We would have seen more or seen it in action in some way or at least seen what it looked like because that would have assuaged my fears about it. I just continue to fear that they haven't really finished it or gotten too far with it and that xbox really is ahead of the game this time around so um it will be interesting i think it's going to be fun it's it's like you said they're being very strategic and it's become this like cold war almost yeah we've never seen it like this before so um it will be it will be interesting to see where it goes i uh i do want to make a comment too with another plus side or try to look at the positive side of this self-quarantining is a lot of i've seen been seeing a lot of game sales um and yes free which games is too. awesome <laughs> and free games and i mean just like companies releasing some just create I, we, you just sent me hyperlight drifter um for 99 cents instant buy i already own it on um my pc but to have it on my phone yeah hands down easy purchase and then um, what was the other game that you just sent me? Uh, uh, oh, shoot. Sword and Sorcery or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. 
Right. So the two games that I already wanted to buy, eventually I was going to get, um, eventually got Hyperlight, but, uh, that's just like a perfect timing. Um, not perfect timing. It's terrible, but it just, it's like a, a perfect time for people to sit and play and stay away from sick people and be, you know, avoid uh, spreading it any further. So uh, I, I really appreciate some of the companies that have been doing something like that, not just video game companies, but uh, elsewhere. So, I mean, there's a lot of streaming that's being ridiculously cheap. Uh, Comcast just relieved some of the, or uh, remove the cap, by the way. Oh, did they? I didn't know for how long. Yes, I I don't know if it was for a month or two, Uh, but it's uh, pretty neat and uh, nice that things are changing, even if it's temporary, so. Yeah, there's little things that are niceties, so. Yes. If only only World of Warcraft was free. (laughs) It is free to level 20. Yeah, but that's (laughs) not free. (laughs) I can get to, that's like instant level 20 and like an, for me it would be normally it would be less than a day yeah you can get that in like five hours yeah but, yeah it's a problem MMOs they're always funny um shelter in place oh my gosh that's sorry. what it's called shelter in place I'm reading my oh my gosh so when I was typing, uh, this is a joke, not a joke, but just showing you how crazy my day has been, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at the news section I typed in. Uh-huh. Uh, and it says his live reaction, hello, oh, call under a tree, what, why can't we get under more crap under a tree work? What, I don't, I really, I really don't know what happened here. I um, was going to ask, I read this uh, an hour ago and said, what? Is he saying? <laughs> I, I, uh, so Olivia has a toy that goes, uh, it's a, like a piano thing that she lays on or sits up and plays. And it, one of the things says like, crawl under a tree. What do you see? A bird and some bees and lights that twinkly. And somehow I think Siri heard me talking and transcribed this in as I was editing the document. Uh, That's awesome. Wow. That is epic. Anyways. Let's go on to, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we talk about, I guess, this topic that is in here? Uh, no, I, I think that about does it. On the is there consoles. anything that you're playing? Uh, playing yeah, what are you playing, you Justin? Why don't we do that? Tell me what you're playing. Um, well, same thing as last week. Same thing as last week, but I started to play Hyperlight because you sent that over to me. Oh, yeah. How is it? I'm oh. dying to play it. So... As you know, we I, I like music and games as do you, uh, and this oh, music yes. is fantastic. It's like an eighties, like uh, not a eighties uh, uh, techno drop music. It's so good, uh, oh, awesome. and and it's just it just sounds amazing. The sound effects are great. It looks amazing, and it actually play, plays pretty well on touch controls. I was actually surprised by that. Um, and I imagine it's even better on uh, using a controller. Um, but yeah, it looks great. Uh, at different dynamics. I love the pixel art. Uh, I love the colors of the pixel art. Um, and there's no text in the uh, prologue, like the video that shows you what's going on, sort of. There's absolutely no text. So it's oh, just cool. images happening and things happening. I love that. So no, it's, it's really good. And for 99 cents, it's yes, a steal. I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean, I have it too. Epic, Epic Games gave it away on their uh, store during yeah, Christmas, during the Christmas, I think? Yeah. yeah, Christmas. And um, I was excited to receive it. However, I said to myself, I said, <laughs> "It's on Epic, so I don't know. I, it's not going to remote play through Steam unless I do some jank no. and um, some janky stuff." And that yeah. is so true. Yeah. So uh, to get it on my iPad and then. I mean, I always have my controller with my iPad, so I'm super excited. So, yeah, and it plays on Apple TV too. You mo- you mentioned that to me. The yes, other day. it just it comes with the iPad app and the Apple TV app. This new age of universal apps is super awesome. Um, Should done that a long cool. time ago. Apple. Yeah, pretty cool that they. Well, they did the universal, but like cool when developers add in the Apple TV app as the, well. Yeah, That's the different. Super yeah. cool. So that's pretty awesome. Playing it on my plasma is going to be great. Plasma in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Still works. Still the best. It is amazing. <laughs> it is still the best. It is so true. Uh, I mean, not really true, but it is still the best in terms of um, 
refresh rates and blacks, but you know, it's gone. It, it's Haters gone. Haters gonna hate. Um, so I've been playing The Witcher. Oh lot. wow, what's that? I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah, and um, I think I'm at sixty two or sixty three hours. Oh, I don't geez. even know. Are you are you recording this or is this in like your save file? When you save it, does it give you the hours? I've never checked. It's um, Steam as you jump out of it. it oh, shows that's right. So I keep thinking you're playing Switch. Sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> know. And uh, the Final Fantasy twelve. some games like Final Fantasy twelve tell you your playtime as well. Yeah, in the save. Yeah. So um, hmm. I've been playing The Witcher a lot, which um, I think last week, I don't want to talk about The Witcher, but I'm going to talk about it. Last week I mentioned that I was getting a little frustrated because I'm stuck in a, not stuck, but I'm in the second section of the game still trying to collect quests and do things to get to level to get to the next section. And um, that's changed for me now. I just kind of let it all go and have just been playing and exploring and it's a blast. I mean, I went into an abandoned castle and fought off some harpies at the top and then um, got attacked by ghosts in a um, in a cave somewhere. I mean, it's just these little incidental things and you find like dead bodies in these random places. You're like, oh man, this person totally just wandered in here and got murdered. <laughs> yeah, mutilated. I love the uh, Siri part because I, f- I finally played that, by the way. Oh yeah, it's fun, isn't it? You know, I just love the like, hey, there's a body here. Don't look. There's this mangled body in a yeah. car. And you're just and she's like sniffing it and it's like, oh, it smells like blank. Yep. So yeah, that werewolf, by the way, was so much easier to kill. <laughs> yeah. You have to do some stuff, but once you get once you get the stuff going, all the stuff. She well, can way combine better. the stuff. Yeah. I think she's better than Geralt, in my opinion. In some ways uh, she is, because she can do that like super fast sweet dash fast thing dart thing yeah i would just do cool. that back and forth and just just annihilate people yeah yeah or animals cool. slash yeah. monsters um i like yes. that like you you play that section and you meet up with that little girl and then you see that little girl in another spot did you see her yet um not yeah i'm yeah. in the investigating part as we speak Geralt runs into her afterwards and it's super cool because you're like, oh, I just saw you with Siri. <laughs> or, well, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was in the past, but still, it's cool. Um, yeah, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, I do find the more I do side stuff in that game and just let go and, and just explore and, like, be in the world, the better yeah. I like it and the more I enjoy it. And um, so that's, that's that. And then I've been playing a, a bit of Final Fantasy XII. I really like that game. It's definitely in my top five, I think, of Final Fantasies, which is pretty good. Um, I I don't know if you've ever played it or seen it, but it's basically a, a single-player MMO, really, is what it is. Um, it's not like many other Final Fantasies where you are running around an open map and then you get the swoosh, the Final Fantasy swoosh, and then you're yes. in a, a battle. No, you see the enemies on the battlefield. And you use what's called the Gambit system. And that is basically um, a cool name for program language. <laughs> you, no, I was going to say they finally made a Marvel, or Marvel Gambit. No, game. yeah. No. Damn. You basically set these if-then statements for all your characters, and then they fight the battles for you. And it's really cool. Whoa. It actually works really, really well. And it's fun because you get to tweak all those if-then statements and like try to make combinations. And it's super satisfying to watch the battles play out as you're changing these things and, and trying new things. Um, and you, what's interesting is you have to unlock the slots to add the logic in. So you get like four or three per character to start, but then you can unlock up to 12. So you can have these giant lists of like if-then statements. Like if somebody falls, use a phoenix down. And then hmm. if somebody's life goes below 30%, use a potion and if a foe has the maximum hp on the battlefield attack that and um you can just do these crazy combinations it's really cool do they use phoenix down through all the final fantasies yeah yeah it's just like um i you know most well not most sorry the two big ones are dragon quest and final fantasy and they both do the same thing where it's like every game has the same through line of like moogles and chocobos and names for the items all the chocobos it's all the things that make it feel like final fantasy 
um, that make it feel like Final Fantasy. So they even use a lot of the time the same menu sounds and cursor movement sounds. And, you know, that's how you know it's Final Fantasy. So anyway, uh, Final Fantasy 12. Good stuff. You sent me something about Sea of Stars. Yes, I the, did. The uh, turn-based RPG. Yes, that's right. Um, I want people to go back this right away. Um, so <laughs> Me just too. shell money into it because it looks like a, oh, like an epic. Of the it's again, it's like more pixel arty, but it's uh, I don't know how to explain it. The turn basing is what when I was watching the, the trailer like the gameplay, was fantastic. Yes, and it, and. Like the way that they were displaying, like this person selected attack, this person selected this, and then it all like happening at once was pretty f- awesome. Um, and it looks really, f- really good. Um, I can totally see us playing this. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it just looked right up my alley and right up your alley too. It, it was pixel art. Um, it looked very much like a Super Nintendo, like modern Super Nintendo game. Yeah. What I mean by that is like, it's definitely like not 16-bit graphics, but it's it has that like sprite feel and yeah. you're running around like a map and you can see the enemies and um, the battle system, like you said, looked really cool. It just, it was really well done, that trailer. So I agree. I want that game. <laughs> so people like go a, back it. It's almost like a upgraded Chrono Trigger. Like it, it's got the like it does yeah it looks kind of like that the or it could uh, be like a secret of mana looking type game yes yeah 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 because it's got like a, it's like a uh, uh what's the word I I'll figure it out it'll come to me after this it's gonna annoy, <laughs> annoy the heck out of me but it's a small Warm colors no uh, yeah uh, pastel colors there we go yeah it does have very similar palettes to Chrono Trigger I would say as well as well and uh, as we know I. I really like Chrono Trigger, even though I have not <laughs> beaten it, uh, and I'm literally obsessed about the album, uh, the music behind it. But yeah, this is definitely awesome. They've already pledged, had 176,000 pledged, and their goal okay. is only 92. But I guess uh, what they're trying to do is meet certain um, goals. So like they have a goal for. If they hit 350k, they'll do in-game somatics, which is pretty cool. So I hope they get what they need um, to make this game and make it fast, like extra fast. Me too. Fast. It looks awesome. But yeah, it looks awesome. I wanted to make sure I called that out because you had sent that to me and, I, and in the midst of all the free games and the games that were really cheap. So One more thing to call out. Um, you mentioned companies doing sales or giving away games, so on yeah. and so on. Uh PSA uh, Ooh, Octopath yes. Traveler is half off. Yes, I saw that. Um, so, I almost purchased it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the Switch version is, and also the PC version. I don't wait. Really, the Switch version is thirty dollars too. Yeah, yeah. The Switch oh version is too. no! So go check it out, and um, it's so cool looking that even my friend who only plays strategy games was like, maybe I should consider this. <laughs> Somebody probably talked him out of it, but still, he at least looked at it because it's so pretty. I love the demo. I just, I get like this, my hands get clammy when I'm about to buy it every single time. That's how I was with Dragon Quest XI. I felt like it's $30. That's like nine games. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But still, still, yeah. I mean, Octopath looks awesome. And it's won a lot of awards, and I think it's actually performed really well. I read somewhere that they had over 2 million sales and that's why they're doing the sale now that I remember. Um, so it's done well for square, which is good. It should do well because it's yeah. awesome looking. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'll eventually buy it. I know I will because it's like one of those games where I just, it's on my wish list, and every time it comes up, I'm like, yeah, it's $30. I told myself that when it gets to this low, I'd start considering buying it and here it is. So, um, yeah. It's hard to say that because, you yeah. know, we have so many games to yeah. play already that it's like... That's my problem. I'll is wait. <laughs> it's, it's fine. If anything, it's going to be cheaper by the time I get to it. And it's not online play, so... Yeah. I splurged this last couple weeks and bought way too many Final Fantasy games on accident. So, and he I says just on been accident. Like, I'll wait. They always... 
It was. It was like, I mean, they always drop those prices. You just happened to Why hit the I click button to purchase. It? You're like, oh, God. And I was like, never mind. I'm buying this. I am buying this. Like, I want to own them all, and I almost do. But um, I came closer when I bought 13 and 12, and 12 is awesome. Uh, what else did I buy? I bought a different one. I also bought Near Automata, Automata, which is awesome. Is awesome. Rat that is butthole. Awesome game. I have been looking at that too. Yeah, I blame you. This is all that your fault. That game is awesome. <laughs> that game is awesome, awesome, awesome. It's so well done, and it's just fun to play. So, uh, not really RPG right. as much as some other games, which is great because you could just jump in and it's like bullet hell basically. And the beauty of it is that I'm sorry, tangent. The beauty of it is they actually include. In some of the gameplay, um, you play as if it's like a um, side-scrolling shooter, like Ooh. old arcade games. So, like whenever you're in the mech in the plane mode, you're basically playing a side-scrolling shooter with bullet hell, and you're trying to fly through all the enemy and kill them all. And then you land, and then you're running around as the robot chick, and uh, it's awesome. So, hmm. good game. Very good. Um, I wanted to jump into the ne- the topic. Yes, we probably should. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's let's do a quick break and then jump into the topic just so that we have that cut off. Sounds good. We'll be right back. After this message from our sponsors. I'm just kidding. That, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Okay, and we're back. That was such a long pause. I'm so sorry you had to wait. To, t- to listen to us but here we are the long pause the long pause that sounds like a good movie or a good band that too um so something that i had fallen upon or had thought about i guess not it was actually a while ago i think i've actually posted this a long time ago uh is i, I was trying to think of like our favorite moments while playing a multiplayer game and that could be really open to anything I spent too a lot many of, things. I spent a <laughs> lot, and yeah, that because of WoW is one of them. Yes, uh, <laughs> like I can tell you hundreds of times where I've I sat back and just went, "Wow, that was uh, that was interesting," or "That was awesome," where I was like literally sweating because it was intense. Uh, but I wanted to see if, if we can think of some of our favorite moments and memories of playing multiplayer games because we don't play them anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I do you mind if I start because this I one's really fresh don't. In the that would be great. Go ahead. Okay, so go ahead, caller. First time call, caller. First time caller. Long time listener. Um, <laughs> I played a lot of Call of Duty two back in the day. What? No, you, I'm shocked. Yeah, uh, like ungodly amounts <clears throat> because it just was a fun game, and that was the uh the the best game I could play on my PC at the time. Now, just to be um, clear, Call of Duty 2. So that's the World yes, War II, Second World correct. War II game, right? This okay. is just 2006, sure. between 2000, oh shoot, 2000, sorry, five, four and five between 2006, seven or something like that, maybe eight. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking 2008 to 2010. I don't remember. Um, no, it's 2006. Yes, that was my freshman year. Uh, because I didn't do any homework that year and I got in trouble. That's why. <laughs> um, I played, it was because I was playing this game. Um, but I was competitive and I played in a lot of like TWL and ladders, uh, 5v5 search and destroy matches, like Cal, things like that. And one of the things that I fell in love with was this particular, uh, I'll call it a campaign, um, which was... Uh, it was free to play, um, and it had two sides of the campaign, and sometimes even more. But it was basically these two, this tournament that uh, would have two sides, so it would rotate each campaign or tour, I think is what we called it. Uh, so one time in the game, because you could play as Russians, Brits, Germans, and Americans. I think that's all of them. Okay, yeah. Um, and so... I'm just trying to remember. And so we would have these tours of like, oh, it's the desert tour and it's Rommel versus, you know, uh, the, the, whoever the UK general, or we'd have like certain tours where we would have a map generated by some of the, uh, the devs and they would, we would, we'd like actually battle every Saturday and Sunday. We've had battles throughout the entire day 
two-hour battles or one-hour battle of, like, Search and Destroy. Um, like, it would have all these particular um, events within the game on map, custom maps uh, and, and, and or real maps that were, or, sorry, stock maps. It was the greatest thing in the world because we'd have, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what the max was. Maybe 16, maybe, maybe it was, no, it was 32 people per side. And we would have these massive battles, and they'd get so intense. Like, we would have seven guys left and one guy defending the bomb, and he would clutch all seven kills somehow because people would just be idiots because they think they had they had him beat. Yeah. He was, like, in a particular room that had perfect shot uh, like vantage points. But, I, Josh, this was literally my favorite thing. Every Saturday and Sunday, uh, we would have these matches and i would get yelled at because i wouldn't skip dinner i'd like my mom would come up and yell at me so she's like it's 10 o'clock i'm like i need to finish this i can't let my team down and my mom never understood it um but it, <laughs> i i got so good at playing call of duty too because of this because i played with people who ended up going up to like higher level um competitive tiers in TWL and things like that. So I had so much fun playing it. It was so well organized. There was, like, it was amazing. There was so many people from all different countries, which was the other thing, so we could interact with other countries. Uh, it was awesome. I cannot find the name of this thing anymore. It was, I think, called Battleground, or uh, I have to find it. And I spent 45 minutes trying to figure it out by looking at old posts that I had made in Facebook during this <laughs> time, I went through X-Fire. Do you remember X-Fire? Yes. Yes, I, I do. I tried to see if they had an archive of X-Fire somewhere. They don't, uh, since it was bought out and now it's some gambling game. Um, I, 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 I stalked people that I played with and went all the way to their and steam and like their last the most old post i could find and see if there there's a screenshot um but it was so fun i'm sure i'm going to find it eventually but nothing like getting together with a group of people it was and it was you know men and women varying ages from uh like anywhere from 10 years old all the way to 50 60 we had a guy that was like 60 something playing with us all the time I think he was one of our moderators, so it was awesome, and I'll find it eventually, and I I wish it was still alive, because they ended up branching into Call of Duty Modern Warfare at one point, um, and it wasn't as good, because people started to die off playing it, so, but yeah, <laughs> that was one of my favorite all-time, next to World of Warcraft, it, was, it has to be one of my favorite uh, experiences by far. So, nice. Yeah. Damn, I'll remember it one day. What about you? So, I have too many. When I made this list the other night, I kind of went a little too far. So That's I'm gonna totally okay. Pick some of them, but um, some of mine. Uh, we should talk about why. Well. That's a different topic sometime. I want to talk about computer games versus console games back in the day. But mm -hmm. one of some of my earliest multiplayer experiences were actually on consoles. So one of the first I could say really is having everybody over for what we called bondathons. And so bondathons. We would all come over to one person's house, either my house or we'd all go over to my cousin's house and we'd sit around for hours and play 007 Goldeneye, and we called it Bondathons, and we'd sit there for hours and hours and just, you know, um, one hit kills, pistols running around. Nobody could play Odd Job. Nice. Um, that sounds like fun. Shoot each other for hours. <laughs> so much so that we knew every single spawn spawn spot on every map, and it became unfair once you got killed. So um, it was a blast. Um, similarly with those same cousins and friends, we did the same thing with command and conquer. Um, and it was ridiculous because it was terrible. What we did was I would bring my PlayStation over and my TV and we would, we would use the link cable between two PlayStations and we would play command and conquer multiplayer and try to do comp stomps basically. Um, which 
it was a link cable and it was a PlayStation. So it literally the frame rate was terrible. It was like 10 (laughs) frames a second and it was like so bad to play, but we did it anyway. And we spent months doing that. So those are some of my earliest, most fun, like console, especially multiplayer, like at somebody's house. Uh, memories those were just so much fun we had hours and hours of gameplay and fun and i mean we were high schoolers so of course we were crazy but um it was a blast lots of smack talk lots of uh enjoyable moments on that one so yep i would say that's my first i think i feel like a lot of people grew up playing that at least at one point or like eventually (laughs) played it and had people over because of how fun it would be oh yeah um, yeah, I, I mean, think eventually same. it turned into Halo, where people were having people over to play Halo the same yeah. way. I, I, and I, I want to just add also that Perfect Dark was one of the ah, rotation games. We played a lot yes. of Perfect Dark. Yeah, we uh, we definitely played Halo Custom Edition a lot, a lot, and those were some of my other good you know, memories of playing with my best friends that are still my best friends somehow um, since first grade. Uh, we played Halo Custom Edition so much we'd have land parties hauling our heavy freaking pcs over and, <laughs> i mean they were like i had land my parties were the best my case was uh, like a metal case a, a lime green metal case with uh black light inside it so everything like you know glowed uh but it was the heaviest thing in the world and I was, you know, this pipsqueak trying to carry this thing into my friend's basement. <laughs> it was miserable. Um, but yeah, I, those are always the good times. I, speaking of, land parties was like my other thing I oh, want to yeah. talk about. Because I, I don't see them anymore because we don't no. do them. Uh, and I'm hoping that this bachelor party that we're actually having, maybe <laughs> maybe not having in May, um we were going to do something like at the end of the day, we were going to relive some of our land party, like we'll get together and play some of the old games we used to play. Uh, and land parties were always fun just because we'd all sit in the same room, bring our PCs on a long table and play. I'm trying to think we first started playing like subcom and, um, age of empires and things like that together. Uh, but mainly it was like Halo, and then eventually we were like we would play single player games next to each other. <laughs> so like we Skyrim, so we would all be playing Skyrim at the same time, in a completely different instance. So it didn't didn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, those were the good times. Kids don't understand how what they're what they missed out on. Man, I, I we Eating played junk um, food. Yeah, we played a lot of Half Life and Counter Strike, and we played yeah. a lot of um. Uh, Command and Conquer Renegade, which was a terrible game, but we oh, did it anyway. Yes, that was um, such a terrible game. And then I remember one LAN party we did, and it was it was ridiculous. We actually really it was not smart. We did it like a thirty six hour LAN party, and um, eventually, like midway through, we all broke off and we're just playing different games. <laughs> and somebody was playing uh, Heroes of Might and Magic three, and somebody was playing Counter Strike, and somebody else was playing StarCraft, and it was just a a bunch of stuff. So yeah, land parties were the best. Yeah, but they don't have them anymore. We just have Twitch, and Twitch is like the <laughs> way where we can kind of have land parties, or we join each other games, or remote play. I think is like the closest thing now on Steam is where you can have somebody else jump in on yeah. your remote play game. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think for me too, uh, going to internet cafes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there was I never per- actually played at one a video so, game. I, I, I had one particularly uh, by my house that I my I had a friend who was much older than me uh, would always bring me there because he could drive, and we would play. And there'd always be a crap ton of people because I'm pretty sure kind of in the situation where you had where the mom and dads would just drop off their kids. Oh and yeah, pick them sure. up later. Yeah, and this was the same thing here. Uh, but we would all be playing like Counter-Strike, even though we all had computers that could play Counter-Strike at home. <laughs> um, Source, to be specific, because you and I grew up playing different Different types. Counter-Strikes, yep. Um, and we played a lot of WoW, because at the time I didn't have a good computer that could play WoW well, which is funny and ironic at the time. Um, but I played a lot of WoW there. 
um what else battlefield 2 uh, again games that i already owned but because we were sitting next to each other chatting and drinking monster like what could go wrong it's so um, fun it was it, so fun yeah and the keyboards were like caked in doritos Ugh, gross i'd have to like steal i'd have to like borrow one from the the next like the computer next to me because someone else had used it. Oh, it was just nasty. And some of them had better graphics cards than each other. So if you knew which one was better, you'd get in and you'd get on it right away. That's how much we'd played there. Wow. So, yeah. And time was like $5 for two and a half hours. It was stupid cheap. So I'd, my mom would just give me five, ten dollars and I'd stay there for four hours. That's and, crazy. And come home. Yeah. Those are the good times. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. I think that place was open for two years, and then they were also a computer repair shop that turned into just a computer repair shop that now, I guess, eight years ago closed. So it's a shame. A lot of them no were computer, compar- computer repair shops, rather. Yeah, on the side. Like they, they just had the Internet Cafe as a, a side gig to bringing customers but they it was very clean other than the annoying kids that would that were very gross and could be smelled when they walk in um yeah that was gross you never went to that's cool cafe i went in them i never played i I mean i had a computer at home i would just play on that yeah it was stupid i don't know why (laughs) well i didn't really have money to spend in there so i think it just i was wrong time wrong place yeah Um, i get it I I think you were at the very right time. <laughs> like I wasn't in college when they were really big. So, and then yeah. I also, you know, was just coming out of high school. So it wasn't, I don't know. It was a weird moment for me. Yes, it was. It was a, a weird moment for me. Cause that is when I was finding out like what I liked to the, to play and the friends that like to play a games and whenever I wanted to play wow. And everyone's like, that's stupid. You're such a weirdo. And that's why I never played WoW in front of anybody (laughs) until... That's so funny. Yeah, it is sad. So sad. Um, Do you have have another one that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, Why don't we do one more? uh, One more, he says. One more. Maybe. He says. So, I mean, I have to say World of Warcraft, there were some moments that um, were some of the greatest and some of the worst, but some of the greatest multiplayer moments um they kind of echo what you said though so um i will say that i played a lot of counter-strike a lot even before source i played um cs 1.6 i played cs before 1.6 wow. <laughs> um way 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 too much yeah just cs um and then day of defeat a lot of that so you would think that that would be some of the best gaming moments, which a lot of it was, it was just a lot of fun. And if you found a place like a server that you liked to go to, um, and knew the people there and went there every day, it got even better. And all of my friends all had different servers that we liked, or at one point we all had one server that we liked to go to and frequented quite a bit. And you become a regular, basically like a bar where you go in there and, Oh, Hey, what's up? Oh, Hey, what's up? And then, you know, you're just, chatting back and forth and and when i say chatting you're typing there's no voice so you know you're (laughs) typing back and forth and anyway you would think that would be some of the best but actually some of the best moments for me came from battlefield 2 where i played in a semi-competitive league with some uh people and uh i say semi because it wasn't an actual competitive league where you were competing for money as a team Instead, it was like, here's a, um, here's a, like, a territory map, and there were two different sides, and each side was battling for territory based on these matches that went back and forth. And you had to pay, so it was like 10 bucks a month to be a part of it, and then you got assigned to one of the two armies. And I think in that game it was the Chinese versus the Americans at one point. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I got assigned to the American army, which I was very excited about, but the cool part about it was that it was, and and when I say it, it makes it sound horrible. It was run like the army. And I don't mean that in the actual sense of the army being crazy, but in the sense that like it had organization and hierarchy and you had to uh, work your way up the chain of command if you wanted to be part of command. 
Um, and you had to audition, I call it, which it, there's a better word for it, but for different try spots. <laughs> yeah, you had to try out for different spots within either the armored division or within the Air Corps or yeah. within the Special Forces. Um, and it was so awesome because I remember joining up and then I tried out right away for special forces and the requirements were you had to know how to use C4. Okay, good. Yeah. And you also had to know how to do a halo jump and a hey-ho jump and you had to perform both. High altitude, low. Yeah. High altitude, low orbit and high altitude, high orbit. And you had to do both. Um, and demonstrate it to the instructors. Right. And they had, what they would do is you get in the helicopter and they take you to the top of the map. And then one instructor would stay in the helicopter and the other would be at the bottom. And you had to perform and they would grade you. And then you either got taken or you didn't. And I got taken. And so I was part of the special forces group and uh, we played every single night. And it that wasn't great, but it was so much fun. Yes. And we got so good at the game. Um, and the beauty of it was uh, that the idea behind our special forces, so the game, if you remember, yes. you had to cap flags in order right. to take territory. Correct. So what we would do is we would be the faint or we would be the like behind enemy lines move. So you could bring the helicopters up to the top of the map and you couldn't see them. So they would take us to all the way to the top of the map, which took forever to get up there. And then they would fly using like the mini map over the area that they knew. And so we would practice so much they knew exactly where on the mini map to go. And then we would halo into a spot uh, and usually on top of a roof, because if you're on top of a roof, then the enemy can't get up there unless they also parachute down. So we'd jump onto a roof and cap a flag and just hold a spot for the whole game. And usually we wouldn't get picked off or anything. We'd fight back and forth and just stay up there and keep that flag um so and we could get redeployed by the helicopter and it was just it was an experience that i can't even begin to describe because i've never had that experience in any other video game ever and we each had our jobs we each were basically soldiers within the the unit and we had our jobs we knew our jobs on each map where to go which corner to stake out for each person how to fall back if one person died, how to, you know, we went through all of those drills and it was drill on drill on drill. It was just so, so much fun. And we used Discord. No, no, not Discord. Sorry. Trello. Trello. We used Trello. And it was just a blast, just a blast to play like that. And you, you know, you know, the, the men with you and it was so stupid cause it's not real, but it's so much like, I know he's going to do this next thing and yeah. I'm going to fall back with him. We just got so good at it and we were able to hold off much bigger forces like the real special forces and confuse them and buy our guys time to do what they needed to do. So right. Great time. Really great time. Those Um, were good times. I only, uh, I only lasted in that for three months though, because uh, my wife and I lived together for the first time at that time. And it was taking every night and it was not great. <laughs> so um, I eventually was like, yeah, uh, I've had my fill and I'm done with this. So um, I had a blast with it. That's totally okay. I um, I had a very similar situation with Call of Duty, surprise, uh, and Battlefield. Um, there was a long time where I was joining very similar groups like you, um, clans, uh, but the uh, game I was talking about or the tournament I was talking about had this similar thing where you would have tryouts and you would get ranks for how many kills and objectives and how, like if you assisted with uh, an objective, uh, cause they had moderators within the, the squads that would monitor you. Uh, and we had like, you know, the whole team speak, uh, you, you were part of the Americans, but you were under this squad, so you would start with particular weapons. So you, if you were like a rifle squad, you you got the Springfield. One person would get Springfield, and the other people would get like bolt-action rifles without scopes, and vice versa. Like if you were close quarters or the, quote, special forces, you would get like the Tommy gun, um, things like that. So I I totally get it. I dabbled in the realism ones, the realism mods too, at one point for Call of Duty and Battlefield, and that got intense. I mean, that was like, we had to salute. Oh, my God. Oh, it was my gosh. Cr- it was crazy. But it was so fun because they took it so serious, and I learned so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. And these were, most of these people were ex-military 
uh, according to them, they were ex-military or just enthusiasts. So, yeah, but good times. See, that didn't instill any violence. That is, that showed me how to work with people. It was called teamwork, <laughs> and that's how that's I right. said team building exercises, playing video games. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, with that being said, let's see. I think uh, I didn't unfortunately get a chance to play the hunter. Did you? No, I didn't either. Um, we did I record didn't do the or, homework. It's okay. I didn't do the homework either. We we recorded two episodes very close together, so I think that is totally okay. Um, but I think we need to for sure um, play it by next to next recording. Yeah, I think so, that would be good. Which is easy, hypothetically. Um, with that being said, as I said that for the second time now, thanks, Justin. Uh, <laughs> the Off the Beaten Trail, did you have a game off the top of your head that you want to talk I about? I do. Why don't you go first, though? So, I think this is a funny thing to say, because we, we've already talked about it, this game, Call of Duty 2, uh, and I argue that, and I was actually just thinking of how I can play it, because I wanted to see how the there are servers. I just checked there are active servers still. Um, and there are people in those servers. There's actually like 10 full servers of people playing this game, uh, which is not a lot, <laughs> but it's still there. Uh, but Call of Duty 2 is such a good game for the campaign that I, like you almost have to play it um, because so much happens in the campaign. You get to play various sides, which I think is the best because you get to play like the Russians, the Americans, and the Brits. That's cool. And it's a lot of fun. And the graphics for the time were freaking great on the PC. <laughs> Uh, the, cause this was also a game that came out on consoles and I think a lot of people played this on consoles as people have already said, but this game had uh, various guns you can use. It had this, this really cool story behind it that you can really enjoy. It had this whole like shell shock uh, effect whenever a grenade would go off and I thought it was fantastic. This is where like bloom effects started to actually start. Uh, to like uh, get become popular and you can see water on people and the reflections it looked f- awesome and and to my, in my eyes this is something that if you ever wanted to jump into an old camp or old game that's usually like on sale for some ridiculous price uh the, you should definitely play the campaign for it um the multiplayer was fun back in the day obviously as i've said it but i'm sure there are hackers and cheaters playing because it uses punk buster i think for uh um detecting hacks anti-cheat and that's just no longer a thing so um i don't know if it's worth trying the multiplayer but i I, if you need it i have the old call of duty discs (laughs) Um, i was gonna say where do you get it at this point you can get from steam huh i'm pretty sure i saw it on steam the other day Actually, why don't you check? Can you uh, fact check, check it that? right now? Oh yeah, fact Checking. check that. Twenty dollars. Wow, do not pay twenty dollars for this game. <laughs> Are you sure for the Call of Duty Two? Yeah, that's a little insane. But um, historical low, uh, October twenty nineteen was four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Just wait for the next Steam sale. It's cheap. Um, Call of Duty 3, not, no bueno. Don't even bother with that. Call of Duty 2 is like the best World War II Call of Duty I've ever played. That was definitely when they were starting to be really taken seriously. Yeah. Like Call of Duty 1 came out and people were like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then Call of Duty 2 came out and that was like the, the gold standard. They really like, just Medal of Honor who? <laughs> yeah, put the nail in the coffin for Medal of Honor. I was just going to say that. Like, And I played a lot of Medal of Honor. I yes, really liked that game. Yes, as did I. I loved that game. I've had it on PlayStation, actually, and I really loved that so game. Good. I would play that D-Day game, that level all over, every all, all the time. All the time. I, I kept playing the one where you had to sneak in to the boat or the submarine, the U-boat. And, oh, that was um, cool, yeah. You had to give the papers. I thought yeah. that was the coolest thing in the papers, world. Please. Like, you had to show your papers. <laughs> you're a papier and bitta, and you're like, okay, here you go, and you hold up your thing. Uh, so fun. So good times. That was pretty good, by the way. You've been practicing? Uh, that's the only German I know is from uh, from Medal of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> or Granada. Like, yeah. That's the other one. Granada. <laughs> yeah, you dropped your grenade. Uh, that 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 is good times. But yeah, I uh, suggest people pick it up if they've never played it because it is 
my two one of the one of the two favorite Call of Duty games I've ever played. Second one being obviously Modern Warfare, the original. That's that. Yeah, good times. Modern Warfare was that blew my socks off. Anyway, um mine is um not indie exactly and also not triple A. Um so so let me take you on a ride. So there's a game called XCOM. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. What's never heard of it? No, you've never talked about it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so I'm talking about the original, the old XCOM, which was like a PC game and it was strategy and um, it was really, really hard and the game was slanted against you and you had to really work at it to enjoy it. So all the things that I probably wouldn't have ever loved or liked. And it was weird because you had this like real time playthrough where you could let the game play in real time or you could pause it and take your turns. It was it's weird. But the idea is that you build this like military force that is trying to fight back against an alien invasion. The aliens come out of nowhere and um, the various countries band together to build a strike force that can start to mitigate the issues and uh, fight back against them. So, of course, you are having a really hard time with that because you're using conventional weapons and they are beating the crap out of you because they don't use conventional weapons. And anyway, the idea is that it was hard but very satisfying and you had to um, hone your soldiers and a lot of them died and you had to be okay with that. So you had to build your teams and have soldiers and it was just this whole like management simulation. So cut to years and years later, there were actually quite a few XCOM games that were made. Um, some of which by the same developer, some of which not. Um, anyway, they all held the same style of gameplay. Years and years later, it got revitalized in a game called XCOM. <laughs> huh. um, and that was a smash success. But, and it's a great game, by the way. But it also changed a lot of what made classic XCOM on the old PC game what it was. Um, it was modernized. It was three-dimensional. It, um, it, it took a lot of, a, it took away a lot of, like, the minutia of managing your soldiers. It took away a lot of the minutia of managing your bases. It, it took a lot of the management away and made it more mainstream, which in my opinion, I loved, I like it more simple that way, but for the hardcore fans, it was like, what are you doing to our beloved series? Like we need a new XCOM, but we don't need it like this. We don't need this watered down garbage. So, what happened was somebody broke off, not somebody broke off, somebody else, a different studio, um, I think they're actually indie, hmm. created a modern version of the classic XCOM game, and they called it Xenonauts. And so Xenonauts is like what XCOM, the original XCOM, would be in a modern era. Um, what's interesting about it is that it uses a lot of the same gameplay mechanics. It's very... Um, it's very... There's a lot to manage, a lot to deal with, a lot to think about. You have to arm all of your troopers. If they die, you have to find replacements. It's very management driven. And the campaign, like the campaign maps and the um, gameplay and the combat plays out very similar to the old game where you had action points and you had to move um, and you had to try and make a lot of educated guesses based on experience. And it's very, very management and unforgiving. Um, focused so it's a lot of fun if you enjoy that kind of thing and i actually have had quite a few hours of fun out of xenonauts um but so the idea is that it's the old style xcom but modern of course they aren't the company that owns xcom so they had to right. name it something different yeah and they also another interesting fact about it is they set it in like an 80s theme so you have um soldiers with m16s like the original M16, and hmm. you have um, F F4 Phantoms, and it's it's kind of neat in that way that it's um, old 80s style. So it's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding if you put the time and effort into it. It's also can be very frustrating if you don't take the time to learn the systems and you don't enjoy management like that. But it is really cool, and it um, they're actually making a second one coming out soon. Um, so uh, it was a smash hit as well. So it's interesting because you have this one game that created these two forks 
of gameplay style. And the newer XCOM has had a second one as well, where that one also was uh, another smash hit and um, more mainstream again. So it's weird. You have these like it's like forks of the same kind of game, uh, just with different principles and philosophies. So anyway, Xenonauts, very cool. It's usually twenty dollars, I think, but it goes on sale all the time. Um, you can get it for really cheap. Xenonauts, great game. How much? How much is it on sale right now? Or how much is it? Um. Sorry to catch you on the spot. Oh, Xenonauts Two is not out yet. It's coming. Uh, it's twenty four ninety nine. No, normally. the first one. The first one. Hmm. Um, and the all time low historical low on good old games was three dollars and seventy nine cents. Hmm. Not yes, too shabby. Great game. Very deep. Very deep game. Sounds like a game I cannot pick up. <laughs> yeah. I have too many deep yeah, games. Well, this one takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. And um, if you're really into simulations, it's awesome. Awesome. But it takes a lot of time. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I probably would have been all over this. <laughs> yeah. But not anymore. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I'm, I guess we'll uh, talk about Hunter Classic next week, the free game that we wanted to... Uh, chat and uh, play and chat i have about. it installed Does i have that high hopes i have it installed yes that's better than what <laughs> i have it because i haven't even had time to install it nor have it has it been in the forefront yeah. of my mind yeah. so um but i'm ready to uh to catch some or shoot some de- wow that's terrible i'm ready to be the best hunter out there on this game i'm going to snag some turkeys oh, it's on now. i guess <laughs> it's on let's try and see how many turkeys we can it shoot doesn't have to be turkeys <laughs> or, no, it could be whatever. I hope they have tags that we can show yeah. off. Anyways, um, with that being said, Josh, I, I think I'm done talking with you. I think I'm done talking to you too. <laughs>